0: Hello everyone. And welcome to the J spot. I am Jacqueline Clarizio. I'm a physician assistant in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and I am so excited to have Liana Liss here, who's a big content creator in Philadelphia. Hi, Liana, how are you? I'm good. So Liana is not only a influencer and content creator, but she's also a mom. So Liana, can you tell us a little bit about you and
1: what you do on your day to day? sure so i uh, i live in center city well fairmount philadelphia um and i do content creation and influencing like you said um i'm only on instagram i don't do all the other things no TikTok over here i'm not a dancer um i'm not even into reels like you know you get a photo from me you're good but um i yeah so i've been doing that for about 10 years, almost um, off and on. And over the past five years, I've been doing more of the content creation. Um, I used to do social media management for other brands. Um, my first. Uh, client was a plastic surgeon. So way back in the day before you really knew what you could put on social media. um, So that was a tough one. But yeah, it kind of evolved into just doing um, more of my own branding and uh, reaching out to companies and working directly with companies and posting on their behalf. Like as you all know what an influencer does.
0: (laughs) That's really, really cool. You know, I feel like This is great to have you on the podcast because social media has affected the aesthetic industry so heavily, especially because we have younger individuals looking on Instagram at all times, comparing themselves to different influencers around the world. How do you feel like the aesthetic industry or just beauty in general has been influenced by social media and just content creators in general?
1: So, I definitely feel there are positives and negatives. Um, you know, anybody can be an influencer. Um, everyone is not a doctor or a medical professional. So, I think one of the big negatives is the misinformation. Um, that's out there and especially for the younger generations, they see these celebrities or even just the filters that are out nowadays. Um, it's really damaging to, uh, the reality of like what people actually look like and what we're meant to look like. And, um, it gives unrealistic beauty standards, um but on the flip side being able to get education like what you're doing with this podcast and your instagrams are very educational um so there is like that aspect that's positive and i do think Uh, I know for myself, I've learned so much from like following people like you or beauty influencers about, you know, skincare, and maybe I wear less makeup than I did when I was younger, or, you know, it's more about taking care of your skin and what you can get done now to help as you get older. So I definitely think the positives outweigh the negatives. If you're, maybe it has to do with age. I don't know. But I think, you know, as time goes on, you just kind of you're, you learn how to use social media to your advantage rather than just trying to go with what's out there and look like everybody else.
0: Yeah, it's true. You know, I think I always tell people I have a love-hate relationship with Instagram and mm-hmm. social media. You know, I love it for purposes of educating. And I think it's great for business and advertising etc but i do think it gives some false information like when i have patients that come in and they said i want this done i saw it on tiktok <clears throat> i heard that this can do this from tiktok and a lot of it's misinformation like it's not true information so i definitely agree and then another thing is like i always have young young girls who come in and they're like i want to look like so-and-so, even men too. Um, But they're always like, I want to look like so-and-so or I want to be like Kelly Bieber. I want to be like this influencer in Paris. And I always like respond to them like, well, you're not them. And their pictures probably aren't exactly what they look like. How do you feel like social media, especially for somebody like you, do you feel like there's a constant pressure to look a certain way or uh, just like in terms of how your pictures and photos the aesthetic side of them is there a certain way that you
1: feel like they have to be done or the way you have to look so i definitely yes yes and no um i think now uh, as i you know i'm a mom now and i think my personal style and my confidence has definitely changed and I'm a more confident person now um and i don't put as much pressure on you know the grid and the feed and you know, posting every day, um, because it it gets to be a lot. And there was a point where I would heavily edit my photos and you, it, it really warps your perception of what you actually look like. Um, and then it's really hard to stop doing that to your Mm -hmm. photos. Um, but I would say I I've adapted like now with my, um, social media my instagram i have a certain look there are certain things that i'll post like i keep things private um certain things private and um i definitely have an aesthetic it's just not one that makes me feel like i'm i have this anxiety to keep up with like what i'm putting out there mm-hmm. so it's kind of i think i've seen that shift in all like a lot of influencers Instagrams. Um, there's definitely been a shift from heavily editing to like more of just being real. And there there are a few girls that I follow that will post like side by sides of even just not even filters or filters or editing. It's more of like a pose, like an angle. Like I look great from this angle, but look at me like this. And it's like double <laughs> chins. And like, you know, so yeah, I think it's just, you know, it's hard because of, there's so much out there and you're, scrolling every day and seeing all these people and their highlight reel as they say um but you have to remember it's just a highlight reel and it's just a photo it's not real life (laughs) it's so funny like when you talk about angles because like if i go like this like
0: i look at like some angles i see myself and i'm like you're hideous (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> exactly. but it's it's so true like people set up cameras and they do things to make themselves look better and that's not always how they look in person it's funny because that's also a big thing with like chins and jawlines i have patients that come in that show me pictures and they're like i want my jawline to look like this and i'm like well the girl in that picture is literally like this like looking up so obviously not- if- they come in and they're like this your jawline isn't going to look like that picture so many people come in and they do this they're like i have a double chin and i'm like so do i if i do that i have a double chin um but that that's true like but i get what you're saying like you've kind of grown out of the i need to be a certain way i need to look a certain way do you feel like newer influencers still are under that i need to look a certain way and i need and they compare themselves more to other influencers i guess
1: i think it's not even just influencers i think you know everybody does it and i still do that i i just try to avoid you know putting myself in the position where i'm critiquing my myself or like you know in a photo critiquing myself but um like i just read something about kendall jenner like who most of us would probably say is one of the most beautiful human beings on the planet how she edits her waist in a lot of her photos and It's like it's crazy. Like everybody has their insecurities, and you know, it's it's sad. But I think if you do this for a job, if you're an influencer and you have to post your your out there, your face, your body on social media twenty four seven, I get that. But and if if you're happy, you know, editing your photos or do your thing, whatever makes you happy. But if it's affecting your you know mental health, gotta come from a different angle and try to figure a different way of doing things.
0: Yeah, no, that's true. Do you feel like a lot of the influencers and content creators and people that are just, you know, known on social media, do they share a lot of their aesthetic treatments and the way they edit their photos? Or do you feel like that's something that they kind of keep to
1: themselves? I don't think a lot of the major influencers really Go into what they get done. Um, I haven't seen that. I know there are a few girls like I mentioned before that will show like, "I look horrible in this picture." It's the same day as this picture. Like, look at the difference. It's just a picture, and that's great. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say most. I mean, the Kardashians—they don't talk about what they get done. Like, <laughs> I know. I really,
0: really, like, I have no filler. I've never had filler. I've never had anything done. Okay, it's just
1: yeah, so it's just not it's not right. But um, to each their own, like on the other hand, like they're, you know, celebrities and public figures, but you shouldn't have to go and talk about what you get done. Mm-hmm. And that is private. But um, it's definitely, it's harmful, I would say. Yeah, yeah. No, definitely.
0: I think it, I think it's what creates kind of that unrealistic expectation because I know some people don't want to share what they get done, but because mm-hmm. people are pretending like they get nothing done, I think people are starting to think that humans actually look like that.
1: Right. And
0: it's not, no one's completely symmetric. I always tell patients if they come in and both of their sides were the same, like both sides of their face. You would look like an alien you would look insane i've actually there's actually apps that do that where you put the same side of your face next to each other and if you did that and you just like flipped it so it was the same both Mm -hmm. sides of your face were symmetric you would really look crazy and obviously in aesthetics when we're doing filler and we're doing botox we're trying to make you as symmetric as possible so like when we're doing botox if you have one eyebrow that's higher than the other we're trying to fix that Mm -hmm. but at the end of the day to be completely perfectly symmetric. It's just not possible. And it's not like humane. Like people don't look like that. What are a few of, and I know like you don't need to share everything, but obviously what are a few of your favorite treatments, especially skincare wise, because I think a lot of skincare is saturated and there's so much conflicting information. So which are your favorite skincare treatments? And maybe you can even go into like, if you like any certain lasers
1: or microneedling things. So I love lasers. I I've done the halo. I've done it once or twice with you, <laughs> but I've done it a handful of times um in my life and it's definitely probably my favorite treatment just because it is such a pick-me-up and um the BBL laser, that's another one I like. I I get after the summer I have way more freckles than prior to summer and I think it just brightens your skin. And again, it gives you the opportunity to wear less makeup. And that's like, you know, who I don't love putting on makeup and having to wash it off every night. So the less I have to wear, the better. Um,
0: And just for, just Liana, for those listening, a BBL is a laser that works on pigment. So it kind of works on those freckles and sun damage that you get over the summer. You can't do it any other time but winter because you can't have any tan at all. And then the halo is a laser that's more of a resurfacing and textural laser. Yes, it has some benefits for pigment, but it's not as beneficial for pigment as the BBL. So a lot of times people will do them together. There's many different BBL or IPL machines. There's many different resurfacing laser machines, but the halo is a very common one. And that's the one we did with Liana. Sorry to interrupt you. (laughs)
1: Um, And then another one that is super simple. I love dermaplaning, the best. I just, I love it. I (laughs) would get it every day if I could. Um, I just think it like it gives your skin such a smooth texture, and it brightens your skin. Um, That's one of my favorites. It's funny,
0: like I never knew how much hair was on my face until I got dermaplaned, and it's not like a beard, obviously. Um, but the peach fuzz that comes off, you're like, where did this come from? Like, was this always it's oddly there? satisfying, so satisfying. I was actually like reading an article one time that was saying that men age slower because they shave their beard every day because it kind of triggers skin turnover um so it's funny because now women are doing dermaplaning which is like a similar concept so there is some anti-aging benefit to dermaplaning but i feel like once you get dermaplaning and it's just smooth you put on your makeup or whatever you're going to put on that night and it's just everything goes on so much better and you're just glowing and have no dead skin
1: yeah and it's like such a you know not invasive and it's just invasive sorry and um (laughs) It's so easy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so quick and easy and like pain-free. <laughs> yeah, it's
0: one of the few things that is pain-free in aesthetic medicine. So, it's, it's like that in facials. Everything else hurts a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. So, at home, are there any you know products that you use every day that you swear by? Like in terms of skincare, like moisturizer, cleanser?
1: Yeah. So, uh one of my favorite products is P50 1970. Um, I use that every other night, sometimes every night, um, and from biology research and there's a, a moisturizer I use at night, um, the biofixine, mm-hmm. um, especially in the winter, it's pretty heavy. Um, and then what else? Oh, the Elta MD, um, tinted sunscreen. I love that. That has hyaluronic acid in it. Um. Skin re- skin revisions, um, vitamin C cream, one of my favorites. Do you prefer
0: the vitamin C cream over like a serum? I don't think I've ever used a serum. Yeah, the only reason why I'm asking is because one of the most common vitamin C's is the SkinCeuticals CE Ferulic, mm-hmm. and sometimes people find that serums are a little bit irritating because they actually have the highest potency to the skin because they penetrate the easiest.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So whenever somebody has an issue with the serum we a lot of times will transition them to a lotion-based vitamin c so i I was just wondering if you've ever tried serum I
1: actually have tried that years ago and you were supposed to wear it during the day and i felt it was very sticky Mm -hmm. people do say that
0: yeah for sure a tinted sunscreen is great too i always tell patients like skip the foundation during the week and just use a tinted sunscreen because honestly it gives you a nice glow but it's not as thick as A foundation or it doesn't have full coverage like that, but at the end of the day, it gives you a little hey, I'm alive today. You know, I I woke up and I had my coffee. So, speaking about like makeup and, you know, just changing kind of the way your skin looks, I know a lot of people use filters. How do you feel about filters with social media? And do you think they do good or they do bad for the social media industry?
1: I think they are. Bad for people <laughs> maybe are good for social media um, but they completely i mean filters over the years have just gotten so crazy they they change your face completely, and there are people that use on their stories the same filter or like a couple different filters for every story and it's never just their face um, you know it makes your eyes bigger it makes your jawline sharper, uh, changes your lips or your nose. And I just, I don't love them. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't think they're, they're good for people. No. I feel like
0: more so than not, when you look at a story, it especially I feel like more in the female population, I, I don't feel like men use them as much, but I feel like every single story has a filter usually. It's very rare that I go to a story that doesn't have a filter. And when I do, I'm like, "Ooh, wow, you could actually see like texture on their skin. Um, Because you don't see texture anymore. You just see bigger lips, bigger eyes, and this smooth skin that looks like it's been airbrushed a
1: million times. So I I agree with you. I I don't post a lot of like selfie type of stories that much anymore um, unless it's for work. So I can't really speak to, you know, if I were doing it a lot more, I might fall victim to, to that too. You know, I get it. It's, yeah. you you don't want to put just any photo or any video on Instagram. Like, no, I think everybody true. feels that way. You have some heinous photos of me from your office. <laughs> everyone hates like, the
0: mugshot when you come in. Everyone stands yeah. there and they're like... <laughs> And they're so like, like Do I really need to take these photos. And I'm like, yes, we need to take these. Photos. I
1: would put a filter <laughs> on that if I had to post it. <laughs> Honestly, if we had filters
0: for those photos, it'd be great. But at the end of the day, we wouldn't be able to see what we did, but everyone hates those photos. And it would, it would make, at least if we could smooth the skin and just kind of focus on what we're doing, I think people <laughs> would like those photos a lot better. Yeah. Um, so I know you're super great at content creating. I love your page. You obviously have a really nice aesthetic to it. I know you don't you're, you you do not go crazy over the aesthetic. You kind of just have this sort of artsy type appearance to your page, but aesthetics and content creating has become a huge industry in itself. You know, there's a lot of providers that are content creating and kind of posting different stuff that they do in the office, as well as different patient before and afters. Do you have any advice for any Aesthetic providers, or even people just in the beauty industry for content creating. I know you used to work in a plastic surgery office, so I feel like you'd be a really great person to give some advice on this.
1: So, I definitely think the before and afters are great and how tos um, or like what is hyaluronic acid, or just like even small things like that. Um, Definitely pushing education. Um, I think another route is. The celebrity aspect and you know doing a story of like what do you think this celebrity had done or um that kind of thing um skin treatment series um any type of like series that's like once a week or twice a week um definitely consistency and cohesive posting um just be true to yourself um, when i was really crazy about how it looked on my feed, I use Planoli um, or Canva and they're, they're good to use um, to just have a cohesive feed. Um, can you say a little bit about what those are? So Planoli is basically, it's an app that when you open it, you, you connect to your Instagram. So your Instagram feed shows up on this app. Um, and then you can add photos to it so you can see how they'll look on your feed. Um, and it's really simple canva is a little more in-depth with like templates and stuff like that but uh plan plan only is definitely my favorite it's easy and you can just add it on there you can move them around the feed to see how they'll look um and it always it updates as your instagram feed updates so whatever's on your feed shows up yeah So you're kind
0: of just like planning out your grid.
1: Um, Yeah. That's really cool. Um, Another thing I like seeing on like skincare influencers and that sort of thing is um, myths. Like when they say like, this is a myth. This is not a myth because again, there's so much misinformation out there and it can be very confusing for someone that's not in the medical field um, or in the beauty industry to really know what's what. And, you know, for example, I, you know, heard about retinol years ago. I'm like, Ooh, this sounds amazing. Let me try this. And I had the worst reaction. Mm -hmm. Like my face blew up. My eyes were like swollen shut. And I've never used it again. I clearly should not have just like gone out and done that from seeing it on, you know, somebody I followed using it. Yeah. I,
0: I mean, that's like so common. I have people that come in that almost look like burn victims because they found out about retinol online mm-hmm. and they started using it the same amount that they used as lotion.
1: Oh my god! And gosh. for
0: people listening, when you use retinol, you're supposed to start every other day, use a piece size of it and then kind of titrate it up. It doesn't agree with everyone. There's some people that can't use it at all. And then there's some people that can use 1% tretinoin and just rub it all over their face. But it does take some sort of tolerance building. So yeah, I've had people that have come in that literally their face looks like it's going to fall off. And I'm like, what did you do to your face? And they're like, oh, I just took, you know, like My derm sent me Tretinoin and I'm just, you know, kind of. I I said I told her I saw somebody who used it, and I'm just like rubbing it all over my face, and I'm like, oh my gosh. And a lot of times they're the patients that are coming in for like a laser or something, and I'm like, I'm like, do you understand what's going to happen if we laser you today? You 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 won't have skin. Oh <laughs> Uh-huh. But, yeah, no, totally. I think that's a great point. I think myths, especially with all the social media platforms and all the different information going around, I think myths would be super, super important,
1: yeah make it fun, like I think the celebrity aspect that can always be like funny,
0: yeah, I know i our industry like sometimes I feel like we make it so serious, but there's there's a lot of funny aspects to it. And even in the treatment room, there's a lot of funny stories. There's some patients that are even willing to share their funny stories. So I feel like it's nice to put that on social media too. Yeah,
1: definitely find those clients. <laughs> For That's sure. Share.
0: Well, thank you so much, Liana. I really appreciate you coming on and sharing your expertise and talking about social media. For everyone listening, go follow her on Instagram, Liana Liss. Is that is that your Instagram name? It's Liana yeah. Underscore. It's at Liana Liss. Liss.
1: Liana okay. underscoreless. Perfect.
0: Everyone go follow her. As always, this is not intended to give any medical advice. So if you need medical attention, please contact your provider. We'll see you next week on the J Spot. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.